Welcome, my name is Roger Quayle, and you are listening to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. Hi there, and welcome back to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. My name is Roger Quayle, and we are on to gig 11. We're going to talk about a band called Snips, or rather a man called Snips. And it's a tale of another 70s rocker trying his hand at New Wave. It's Snips, live at the Limit Club in Sheffield on Friday the 15th of September 1978. Firth Park Comprehensive School, The Brushers Building. It's a July afternoon near the end of term, and lessons are over for the day. I'm in the music room, sitting behind a drum kit. Opposite me, the music teacher, Mr Jackson, sits at an upright piano. Follow me, Roger. And one, and two, and three, and four. The jaunty opening chords of Willkommen ring out across the desks and chairs, but my life is not a cabaret. I gamely tap away at the snare and hi-hat, struggling to play along. Mr. Jackson stops abruptly. Tempo, Roger, tempo. You're slowing down. Keep up with me. John Jackson, music teacher, responsible for the production of the school's annual musical. He dreams of dinner with Delfont, gossiping with Goubet. But his reality is more prosaic. A dizzy, arrhythmic drummer in a South Yorkshire comprehensive, tip-tapping away to Kanda and Ebb. Can you play this, Roger? Can you keep time? Show me what you do in that pop group you're in. Encouraged, I attack the drums and cymbals, and the indelicate clatter reverberates out into the deserted corridors. I'm channeling my heroes, Keith Moon, Charlie Watts, and the cartoon octopus Squidly Diddly. Or so I think. In truth, my moon has waned, my watts are low, and Squidly Diddly means diddly squat. As a self-taught drummer, my relationship with timekeeping extends to turning up to practice at the appointed hour. Anything after that is, frankly, a bonus. Deafened and unimpressed, John Jackson harumphs. Let's try again next week, Roger. This is cabaret, not rock and roll. No cymbals are thrown, but my own personal whiplash is deferred. The show is due to open in mid-September. It'll be all right on the night, surely? Our high school musical version of Cabaret has already been plagued with production problems that would test the mettle of Broadway's finest. Some concerned parents have questioned if the show is appropriate for 17-year-olds, given its adult themes and decadent 1930s Berlin setting. For John Jackson, the fine chalk line between empresario and emperor has long been rubbed from the blackboard, and he is loath to compromise his artistic vision. After negotiations with the headmaster, a consensus has been reached. Performances will not take place on school premises, but across town, at the university drama studio. And the depravity of Cabaret is to be leavened with the addition of Sandy Wilson's Flappers and Fringes fluff piece The Boyfriend, recently filmed by Ken Russell with Twiggy in the lead role. 
Finally, the headmaster will inspect a dress rehearsal lineup of the sixth form girls cast to play the dancers in the Kit Kat Club to personally ensure they are suitably attired for public display. School term resumes in September and the loftily named Conspectus Theatre Group's double-header presentation of The Boyfriend and Cabaret opens on Thursday the 14th of September for a sold-out three-night stand. Any fears that Jackson's Folly will flop are unfounded. Channeling the can-do spirit of Rooney and Garland's Let's Put On The Show Right Here, we teenage troopers deliver a creditable first-night performance. The part of Cabaret that the lads in the cast like best is when the chorus sings Tomorrow Belongs To Me. Because we all know it from the eponymous, sensational Alex Harvey Band album. Proud but puzzled parents can be heard discussing why the young folk of the Weimar Republic suddenly sound like a gang of Clydeside dockers. Baptismal butterflies behind us, the Friday night show is a resounding success. And giddy on grease paint and the roar of the crowd, I meet up with bandmates Vinna and Lango at the stage door. And with the curtain calls still ringing in my ears, we head down West Street looking for a drink. Fifteen minutes later, we arrive at the Limit Club, which has a late licence. Down the steep stairway we trot to the ticket booth. Who's on? Snips. What? Snips. It's New Wave. How much? 50p. Three, please. The limit is half empty. The typical hardy mix of misfits, undergrads and musicians have been supplemented tonight by a smattering of townies, taking advantage of the club's relaxed door policy. No jacket and tie required. Snips are on stage. And it's confusing because Snips is the name of the singer, while his band are called the Video Kings. Snips himself is a vision in chartreuse green and leather. And the band have Clash-style gorilla print shirts with Video Kings emblazoned across the front. Snips, or Steve Parsons to his mom, was in a band called Sharks with Sheffield guitarist Chris Spedding and ex-free bass player Andy Fraser. Sharks released a couple of albums on Island Records earlier in the 70s. Like countless other 20-something musicians at this time, Snips is clinging to the spittle-splattered undercarriage of the last new wave chopper as it claws for the air beyond the roof of the Hope and Anchor pub, scattering denim, clogs and cheesecloth in its downwash. Record labels are snapping up bands that have slashed their guitar solos, narrowed their lapels and nicked their dad's skinny black funeral tie. Hence Snips is signed to Jet Records, home to those punk rock titans Lindsay DePaul and the Electric Light Orchestra. The Video Kings are hired hands. Guitarist Mick Dyche was in Wild Turkey with Jethro Tull's Glenn Cornick. Drummer Graham Deakin plays with the Who's John Entwistle on his solo adventures. Rhythm guitarist John Bentley was in Blood Donor, while bass player Jackie Badger was in all-girl rock band Mother Superior. She is the first woman I have seen on stage since The Runaways last November. Tresses have been shorn, beards have been banished, and flares have been tapered. An album, also entitled Video King, 
has been recorded with young producer Steve Lillywhite, best known for his work with Ultravox and Susie and the Banshees. Snips and the Video Kings are in Sheffield warming up for a big UK tour supporting the Ramones. Their sound guy has evidently decided to set the PA volume for the big Apollos and Odeons that they will be playing with Da Brothers. And we are being broadsided by the band in our little Sheffield bunker. Snips himself is a camp hybrid of Noel Crombie from Split Ends, Leo Sayer and, serendipitously for me, Joel Grey from the film version of Cabaret. Gone is the bluesy rasp of his Sharks era voice, replaced by a clipped, fey, post-punk bleat. Brambles uprooted for manicured orchids. He's a watchable frontman, part mummer, part meerkat, who's unafraid to play the fool or add mime shapes to his act. Good luck doing that in front of the Ramones audience, I say to Vinner. Behind him, the Video Kings blunderbuss their way through his punky Thou shalt not exceed 180 seconds pop template. They sound a bit like the Cars, but without the hit singles. A song called Dracula puts the ham in hammer horror, but comes out more carry-on screaming than Nosferatu. Ironically, it's only when they stretch out into the almost prog territory of set-closer Animal Century that they ignite, and we happy few surrender like seals, bludgeoned into submission by the drummer of the ox. Steve Parsons, 28 years old, looks out across the flotsam of a Sheffield Friday night and beyond us into the vast oceanic uncertainty of a 30-plus rocker without a hit. He's changed his name, changed his band, his hair, his clothes, and he's even changed his voice. But can he change his look? Snips parted company with Jet Records after the Video King album. He is married to bass player Jackie Badger. McDyche went on to play guitar on Driver's Seat by Sniffing the Tears. John Bentley went on to be bass player with Squeeze. A second Snips album, La Rocca, was released through EMI in 1981. Guests included Midjure, Bill Nelson, Chris Spedding and Dave Mattox, sometime member of Fairport Convention. Lead single, Nine O'Clock, was not a hit. Steve Parsons works in film and TV and formed King Mob with Chris Spedding in 2011. Thank you for listening to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. My name is Roger Quayle. Thank you to John Wyman. Thank you to Brent Sharp. And thank you for listening. See you again next time. (laughs) 